Good morning and welcome to Morning Meditations, a five to ten minute meditation to get you thinking about what God might have for you in this new day. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Cook, so we hope you'll enjoy your meditation for this morning. Let me try that again. Hey, this is Pastor Nate, and this is your morning meditation. It is Tuesday, December the 22nd, 2020. Today we're going to be reading from Jonah chapter 4 and verse 1 through 3. But to Jonah this seemed very wrong, and he became angry. He prayed to the Lord, Isn't this what I said, Lord, when I was still at home? This is what I tried to forestall by fleeing to Tarshish. I knew that you are a gracious and a compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, Lord, take away my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. I don't know why, but when I was a kid, I always thought Jonah didn't go to Nineveh because he was scared. I think because people taught me that. Scripture is really clear of why Jonah didn't go to Nineveh. Jonah says it. He didn't like the Ninevites. They were cruel. They were evil. They were malicious. They were violent people. And he knew God was gracious. And he just knew God would forgive them if they turned to him. And he didn't want the Ninevites to be forgiven. Let's hear a little more. Scott Daniel says, The answer to why Jonah is missing out here at the end of the book. He's missing out on God's grace. He's missing out on God's mercy. He's missing out on the salvation of Nineveh. The answer is given in the text for today, and it's a bit surprising. Although it's never plainly stated, the narrator of Jonah leaves the reader with the impression in chapter 1 that the reason Jonah fled to Tarshish is out of fear and lack of faith or some combination of both. However, in this text, Jonah reveals that his knowledge of, of how wide and deep God's love is is what caused him to flee, which is what I just said. Jonah's revealing statement is actually a quote from Exodus 34. Moses is on the mountain with God, begging to see God's glory. After getting just a glimpse, Moses pronounces what scholars call the a theophany, a revelatory insight into the character of God. The theophany of Moses begins with almost the exact words from Jonah 4. But in the Exodus, these words are also included, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. So the Lord is compassionate and gracious, maintaining love to thousands, forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation. In Jonah, this final warning has dropped out. He only speaks about God's steadfast love, not his continuing judgment. Jonah is angry because he knows God's love for the Ninevites will trump all of the justice they should receive for their sin and their violence, especially the sin and violence they've committed against Jonah's people. The problem for Jonah is that, the, that he and God's people have learned by the end of the Old Testament that with God, mercy triumphs over judgment. And so, Scott Daniels kind of ends his little devotional here by talking about 
Noah and the story of Noah and how Noah is kind of the story of one righteous man being saved while the rest of the world drowns. And Scott Daniels says the book of Jonah actually inverts that story and thus our expectations. In Jonah, the righteous person sinks and the whole world, both pagans and sailors and violent Ninevites, float in safety and are saved. So there's this inversion going on where where the righteous person is the one who goes into the belly of the fish. And throughout the story, the sailors on the boat are saved and the Ninevites ultimately are saved. This is exactly the kind of inversion of imagination that Advent tries to shape in God's people. The only one who had equality with God emptied himself for the sake of the world. That overwhelming love can anger us. It can frustrate us and cause us to miss out like Jonah on everything redemptive that God wants to do in the world. Or it can inspire us to participate in and become extensions of the transformative love of God. I am hoping by God's grace that our story has a better ending. So love, the love of God is, is powerful in that when we receive it, this is the greatest thing in the world. But when we see God's love and grace extended to others and we don't think they deserve it, we can miss out then on the grace and the mercy and the salvation of God for ourselves as Jonah does at the end of the story when he is so angry he wants to die. So today, I have good news for you. God's grace, God's mercy, God's steadfast love, mercy triumphs over judgment. It is for you. And there's more good news. It is for the rest of the world. But sometimes if we don't think the world deserves it, as if we somehow did deserve it, if we don't think the rest of the world deserves it, it sounds like bad news to us. But the good news is that God doesn't care if we think it's bad news. God continues to show mercy and grace and love to everyone on the face of this earth, even the Ninevites who choose then to repent and turn toward God. And the question is, will we repent and turn towards God as well? Hey, that's just a thought for this morning, and I hope you have a great day. Well, thanks again for joining us for this morning meditation. Hey, do us a favor, rate us on iTunes or even leave some feedback about our podcast so that other listeners can know how much you enjoy your morning meditations. Hey, have a great day.